0: Welcome to conversations about life. Thanks, Devon, for getting together with me. Looking forward to getting to know you. I don't really know very much about yet, but I heard about you from my daughter Jenny. So you guys go to the same church together, and I thought it was interesting. Um, she said she picks you up, and she said you're going to school and. Uh, and uh, she said you're blind and that you're also into uh, jiu-jitsu. And I, whenever I say that, it's a little bit hard for me to say, <laughs> pronounce it just right. <laughs> but um, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I just thought you'd be an interesting person to talk about. And mm-hmm. So I, first, just to introduce you, um, how would you describe yourself, Devon? I've been told I'm interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I mean, uh, I guess that's it. I mean, I'm I'm uh, 26, yeah. You know, and I'm I'm from St. Louis, you know, and it's an interesting city. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, have you been blind all your life? No. Um, So, I actually went blind in my left eye when I was 12 from glaucoma, and I went blind in my right eye when I was 17 from a detached retina and a cataract. So
0: it was like two separate, different things. Huh? Yeah.
1: Well, I was I was always visually impaired. Okay. Like um, I always had vision problems. I mm-hmm. was born with partially detached retinas. Mm-hmm. We don't really know kind of where it came from. You know, like um, my mom always told me that um, when I was a kid, they had actually took a picture of the back of my eyes and put them in some you know ophthalmology you know magazine or something. I remember growing up. Every time I would go to the eye doctor, it'd be like a party, dude. Like every, it'd be a lot of people Hmm. in there taking a look at
0: my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it's interesting that you can still enjoy something like a martial art, Mm -hmm. and especially you know the physical contact um, and everything. So. can you see it all or is, or is it um total blindness or it, i say it's
1: kind of uh i can merely see make like make out shapes and and movement and it's got to be a really bright light okay but um for the most
0: part i tell people i'm blinder than a bat okay yeah. and then when you're i think it's caught grappling with people like yeah. when you're grappling grappling mm-hmm. when you're grappling with someone um how do you um, know their movements and so forth? That's a funny thing about that. So for
1: uh, w- one of my classes, because I'm in school, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually studying fitness management at Missouri Baptist University. Yeah. And I have an adapted, uh, ad- adapted physical activities class. And for one of, uh, I guess, my assignments for the class, I took some of the guys from my jiu club and... um when we spar we call it rolling, okay, so I, I had them roll with me blindfolded to see how they would do, and uh, they beat me up just as good actually, some not if not better than whenever I roll with them when they're not blindfolded, Wow, and um the conclusion that we all came through after conversation is that um, you really just f- feel the movements and hmm. Kind of depending on your training, your instinct, and your style, you will adjust or uh-huh. according to the movement that they give you.
0: Wow, that's really interesting.
1: Um, so, you enjoy jujitsu quite a bit? Oh, I love jujitsu. Um, so, I actually train jujitsu and also train judo, and then I'm actually wrestling on a scholarship from Missouri Baptist University.
0: Oh, so you're like uh, college wrestling, huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow, that's a neat sport. Yeah, I like jujitsu more, but college wrestling is
0: definitely interesting. Yeah. Um. So you, do you have to like watch your what you eat to get into a certain weight class, and mm-hmm. do you all do all that and stuff? Um, typically,
1: well, since I've been competing for in jujitsu, like I've been doing that for a year. Yeah. Now, and I've been doing that before I got actually started you know wrestling in college i hadn't wrestled since high school and so um i never like it's called cutting weight yeah i never cut weight in high school or i never cut weight you know um for my any of my jujitsu or judo tournaments so i don't cut weight for wrestling i just Mm kind of stay around 175 pounds and eat whatever i want and exercise and yeah train a lot
0: cool um so, you know, being growing up and having problems with your eyes and and all, um, has that been discouraging sometimes? I mean it has. I mean uh I got picked on a
1: lot, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, um because of my you know, my, my vision problems. Uh, uh you know, I had some pretty thick glasses for an elementary school kid and and um even though I could see um you know, special school district used to give me a lot of, you know, different technology to help adapt, you know, me in class. And, you know, being young, you know, young kids, they don't really understand, you know, what it is. So, you know, they see me with these, you know, goofy looking glasses or some kind of fancy machine, you know, and, you know, not really understanding that I need this so, you know, I can be successful in school. You know,
0: they just kind of, you know, make, make fun of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um. but then just kind of growing up and has blindness kept you from doing things that you want to do?
1: No, I was, I actually, Um. <laughs> so the funny thing is that uh, I actually love cars. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, I, I love cars. And um. so when I was able to see, I wanted to, be a mechanic I actually around the time I lost my vision, I was trying to join the Army as a wheeled vehicle mechanic hmm. okay. and um, I kind of lost my vision before I could you know really you know make further steps to do that but um, after I lost my vision, I actually was enrolled at North County Tech for Automotive, and I was actually the first and only student to ever attend North County Tech for Automotive. And my year that I was there in the automotive program, I was the first and only student to pass all the certification tests on the first try.
0: Oh yeah? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and then did you have to um then did you have to give up that pursuit mechanics? Um, I gave it up because well I kind
1: of working on cars is hard work. Yeah. And I like doing it. But when I'm doing it every day, yeah, for a job, it didn't really become enjoyable anymore. And one of the problems that I was I ran into was getting into a shop, and even though I was perfectly capable of doing the work, mm-hmm. they um there were a lot of like um, they, mechanics have to be insured. I heard things about that, you know, that they would be really expensive they wouldn't be able to insure me as a mechanic or or dumb things like I had to have a driver 's license, you know even though i 'm not going to move the car you know mm-hmm. I, <laughs> huh. I, you know i 'd have to have a driver 's license so I mean, I guess in a way yeah i got I got discouraged you know I just and God just kind of moved me in a different direction,
0: yeah, how did you get started in Christianity and... Uh, Well you know Having a relationship with God How did that begin for you?
1: Well that actually Happened when I was 17 And I lost my vision So um A lot of people don't know about me I actually used to be gang affiliated Um, Around the time when I lost my left eye When I was 12 um, You know I I mentioned kids picked on me Mm -hmm. And um I kind of got tired of it And um just some people came into my life that honestly weren't positive you know influences but Mm -hmm. you know um, growing up in kind of the area that I was in in St. Louis you know um, you didn't really have you know a lot of really positive role models so um, I got introduced to gangs you know and uh, I was just not really doing what I was supposed to do I was just getting in trouble and not doing my work in school, you know, skipping class, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: just, I mean, it, so I told people that I had to go blind to be able to see, because when I lost my vision, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't gangbang anymore, I couldn't, you know, do that, that stuff anymore, mm-hmm. and um, I got depressed, I got really hurt, because a girl I was dating at the time, you know, she broke up with me, and met, you know, messed around with one of my friends, you know, and Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I got I got discouraged, I got hurt, and um, I got suicidal, and it just I don't know, man. Like it was like God just kind of just revealed Himself to me in a way that I can't even explain because I didn't even believe in God at the time that I that I found God. Mm-hmm.
0: So you didn't believe in God, and you like, what, well, what did, was it like, him revealing himself to you? Um, the
1: best way I could describe it is, and so uh, I'm just going to tell you the story, okay. you know? Sure. So um, we were, <clears throat> I was attending the Missouri School for the Blind at the time, and in my English class, we were reading this book called The Devil and Tom Walker, mm-hmm. and um, in the book, um, The guy, Tom Walker, sells his soul to the devil to get money. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading this book, and one day I go home, and I'm just feeling down, depressed, and crying. And you know, like man, you know, I I went from feeling like I was on top of the world, you know, to you know, I can't even walk down the street by myself.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And um, I I was man, I had this crazy thought that popped in my head to sell my soul to the devil to get my eyes back. And, um, I mean, to be honest, man, something weird happened. Like, um, I just started to feel this, what I could, I guess the best way I could describe it is like bad energy. And, you know, I started like hearing, getting these thoughts like, yeah, you should sell your soul, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, you hear what happened to the rappers and, you know, and, and you know, these people who, you know, they say sell their soul, you know, you should do it. But then. Um, I started to hear this other these other little thoughts in my head that was like, No, you know, believe in Jesus, trusting him, trusting God, you know, he'll get you you know, he'll get you through this, he'll use you for something great. And um that energy like when I started hearing these other you know, the other thoughts, this energy just kinda that bad energy was just like it just got pushed away and I just like felt this overwhelming sensation that, like the best way I could describe it is like adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And I, I got up and I just ran to my mom. And I ran to my mom's room at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And, and I knew this had to be a miracle because I was only probably blind for about two or three weeks. And I got up and I ran through the house. I didn't run into any furniture or nothing. And I, <laughs> I sprinted through the house. Mm-hmm. And I crashed into my mom's room at 3 o'clock in the morning. and And I just tell her, you know, just all these things that I just used to do. And like the next day... I had this like overwhelming sensation that like I needed to go to church. Mm-hmm. And so I went to church and um I don't even remember what the what the little youth pastor guy was you know was talking about. I just was sitting in the back and I just started crying and before you know it I'm in front of everybody and I'm just like I mean I just got this overwhelming sensation man like I need to be baptized like I need to know God and mm-hmm. and I got baptized that day and then ever since that day it's just been different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not been like a perpetual, like, oh, I'm just super perfect, you know, and everything. Like, man, God is still working on me now to this day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But ever since that day, I have been aware in my life that there is a God and that God has a purpose
0: and a plan for me and for, and for everything. Yeah. So um, before that, even though you didn't believe in God, you must have knew something about God, about Jesus, and so forth? I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, I did. My mom, you know, I was getting in trouble. My mom was trying to, you know, I guess making me go to church, you know, thinking that I was going, you know, change stuff. And mm-hmm. and I was like, I, there were some kids that were actually kind of crazy enough to try to pick on me at the church, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it just kind of like was like, man, this is what Christians are. So, you know, I had a bad example of Christian, you know, of, of Christians, you know, kind of too. From from that experience, my mom trying to force me into Christianity,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then um, I mean I knew who God was before, before that. Then my great well not my great my grandmother on my mom's side was an evangelist for Mount Airy Missionary Baptist Church. Hmm. Okay, so you know I I have memories of growing up in that church. You know,
0: mm-hmm. um. So yeah, so it sounds like you had a, an experience and. A, an encounter with god it's how I would so mm-hmm. it, it reminds me of myself a little bit when I was eighteen. Uh, I came to the <clears throat> just the end of myself and uh turned to God uh, because I was just disgusted with who I had become mm-hmm. and um, he um, it was like I, a load was lifted from me yes, I just felt <clears throat> his peace and it was like a whole new world opening up to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um <clears throat> so so you know uh, how how do you take in the bible now? Um do you have to listen to it or mm-hmm. okay, So how do yeah, you do it? I have a I have an audio
1: bible. Okay. And um I also you have I have a bible in braille too. Oh really? You can um, read braille? Yeah, I can read braille. Okay. Uh, I'm not a fan of reading braille. Okay. it's, it's It's almost like learning another language Yeah But The Bible is about the one thing That I will read in Braille Okay It's The one thing that's worth reading in Braille Yeah You have to um, So when you listen to the Bible I mean obviously You know You're retaining it And you're understanding it But there's something different about actually Sitting down And being able to I mean read it Yeah That things just stick in a different way you notice things in a different way that when you're just reading it versus when it's being read to you
0: yeah um so is a a bible in braille is it all like one big book or is it Mm no it actually may it's it's a makeup of 18
1: volumes of some really nice size books okay (laughs) and um and
0: do you have to go somewhere to read it or do you have a collection no,
1: yourself? I, I have a collection. Um right now, you know, where where I'm at now, where I'm living in my grandma's house, I don't have, the, I have I don't have the space for all of them. So, yeah. typically I've got them and I've got them all in a storage unit and I have one particular I guess part of the Bible um that I'm focusing on. And um whenever I'm, you know, ready to switch it out, then I just go and okay, switch it out, you know focus on another part of, you know, to be sp- specific books that I'm slowly going through and, like, wanting to systematically study mm-hmm. is the way I use the Braille Bibles. Yeah. When I'm just reading, it's just my audio Bible or Bible on my phone or, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, well, who's really impacted your um, your life or um, or it could be... Not through a personal experience with that person, maybe through their books or writings or whatever, but or maybe just someone you know in person, but who's um, who's made impacts on your life? Um, to be honest,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I've learned
1: a lot of my life lessons from my kids. Oh, really? Yeah, um, my kids are what impacted my life. Okay. Um. It would give me purpose. Okay. Um, as for, um, like, life rating, I mean, I'm in love with C.H. C. H. Spurgeon, like, Spurgeon books. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. So, um, well, tell me about your kids. How many kids do you have? I have four. Okay.
1: Four. I have three boys and a little girl. Okay. Um, um, L- L- Devon, Devon Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah and then McKenna, and Malachi. What their what's their ages? Oh <laughs> okay, get this one. Five, four, three, and two.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow. And uh so how have your kids impacted you? Like you said, they give they give you purpose and I can get that. Um anything else or you know that Um It's just I, they really
1: Something about them Just kind of like It it started Kind of started With my my, When you know When my Because I was I was married And um, you know Going through a divorce And stuff But it was when um, When me and his mother You know When she first You know Told me she was pregnant Mm -hmm. Something just kind of I don't know man It just changed in me You know Mm -hmm. Got some more hair On my chest I guess You know Yeah you know, and, um, and he just kind of just taught me that, like, okay, where you at now, what you're doing, it's not enough, you know, you, you're contributing to the next generation, yeah. so, um, you know, it's time to water that, that tree, you know, in a way, like, I planted my seed, and I'm, I'm gonna leave, it, I'm trying to leave a little tree, a great tree behind, you know, yeah. and so, um, it's like a... Having like ever since he, you know, him, it was like always had this purpose. Like, okay, I'm trying to build something and leave something, you know. And I guess in a way, try to pay the a path for my kids so they don't, you know, they won't have to grind and like I, you know, like I have to, yeah, in a way. And so they, yeah, they just kind of gave me purpose, uh, taught me patience, and what <laughs> what love really is, you know.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. you say it better than me, but I can identify with what you mean. Like, So whenever um, my wife would give birth to one of her children and um, I would leave the hospital, I felt like I was a different person when I was leaving. Yeah, yeah
1: I was. <laughs> yeah. I felt like a totally—as I mean, soon as she said she was pregnant, I felt like a different person. I remember because I was, I was still in school. I, I was a little troublemaker, so it took me a little while. Uh, to graduate when I transferred to the Missouri School for the Blind. I was 21.
2: Okay. I was
1: uh, I was 20 when she uh, got pregnant with a little Devon. And um, and I remember going to school the next day, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to be a daddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, um, you said your kids teach you what love is. How would you put that, like a different... It's kind of interesting how different people describe just what love is. How how would you um, say it? Well, um, I'm I'm thinking about what the Bible says.
1: You know, love is love is kind. Love is patient. Love doesn't boast. Yeah. I mean, my kids are kind of like fit me the description of that. You know, like I mean, it's like I do nothing wrong by them. You know, I try my hardest and my all. And when I know I'm failing, my kids. They don't see that. They mm-hmm. just see daddy doing what daddy's doing for them. I remember that this is the like biggest moment like of my life. Like um, and it's not and it's like okay, so I got this in judo. I got my first belt promotion,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and my kids were there. And My kids have been watching me train and you know and break my body. You know, knowing that daddy's trying to create something for y'all. And um I got my, my yellow belt promotion and my kids were there and they just started screaming and cheering and I mean all you heard in the background was, Yay, my daddy got his yellow belt, you know, like they just started chanting it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it just kinda showed me that like you know if anybody If 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 it's anybody in this world that's gonna be proud of me for whatever it is that I do, it's them. Hmm. So you know,
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah.
0: You know, you said um, like you're there creating something for them. Like, um, what do you mean by that? How how is that? How are you doing it for them when you're working through you know working on this stuff? Well. So I'm,
1: my ultimate goal is I want to create a program um, discipling, you know, I mean, just the next generation boiler girls, you know, with ministry and, you know, with martial arts, you know. I mean, ultimately, it's for the glory of God, and hopefully I'm I'm hoping to be able to draw some little kids, you know, be a tool to draw little kids to God. Mm-hmm. But there are certain um, principles and, and things that, that you learn from martial arts that I feel like the next generation, you know need that i feel like i wish i would have had you know growing up i would not got involved in gangs if i had you know judo or jujitsu you know or any of that in my life
2: hmm.
1: you know and so um i'm i call it the roughhouse grappling center is what i want to call it and basically i want to build a place where you know i can teach you know little boys you know maybe you're getting bullied or maybe you know you know you just don't have a positive role model you don't have a dad you know or maybe you're just an angry little kid and i want to take a place where you know bring them where they can safely learn Mm -hmm. you know how to roughhouse you know Mm -hmm. i mean growing up you know parents was always like stop roughhousing (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and so um obviously man i want to train adults you know and and things like that but uh, i want to make a safe place for kids to come and Mm -hmm. and whether they learn in martial arts and i want to hopefully you know allow them to maybe get help with School work or just whatever I want to be try to hopefully be a mentor and you know get back to my community and in return you know um, leave something behind you know maybe hopefully one of my boys or you know even my daughter or one of my kids might take
0: over and and mm-hmm. do also. Mm-hmm. Um. So what was your growing up like? Um. You so you mentioned your mom she had a big did you grow up with a father too? I mean yeah, I, I had
1: a dad. Um my mom and my dad got divorced when I was twelve. When you were twelve? Okay. Yeah. But like that was kinda rough, you know, because there were times when I needed my dad there and my dad couldn't be there, you know, because mm-hmm. of I mean, um just I don't really know why, you know, he just wasn't always there at times when I think I needed a a firm, you know, Mm-hmm. male hand, you know, to guide me, Yeah, you know. Like, my mom could only do so much, you know, working and, you know, and dealing with my brothers and sisters, you know. It was hard enough keeping track of this wild, hard-headed, you know, 15-, yeah. 16-year-old boy to keep getting the police, <laughs> you know, bringing him back home.
0: Yeah. So you're, um, so you were, She so kind of got, She so got involved in the gang, um. and were a lot of the gang members, like, young like you were? I mean, all of us was
1: young. All of you, you know? yeah.
0: I mean, there was older
1: dudes, and that's how we, you know, got on, you know, from watching the older dudes, you know, do the stuff, and basically mimicking, imitating them, you know, and just, and just you know, following them and following their lead, you know. But for the most part, you know, my whole group, you know, Mm-hmm. Most of the other dudes I knew and most of the other dudes I got into it with, man, we saw all kind of beefing with other 15, 16, 14, you know, year
2: olds.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, what was, uh, so when you're with gang members, what are you doing most of the time? Is it like uh, hanging out a lot or are you?
1: I mean, for real, man, we're just hanging out, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, we just hanging out
1: and just. Trying to get on money, you know, trying to get money however it is that we can kind of get on. We might hang out, might, you know, go steal something, you know, or just do some stupid stuff. It's not, you know, like, I guess really organized like a lot of people going to say it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you still kind of, I mean, I don't know, man, this it's different, you know, it's it's different. Really all it is just a bunch of kids with no guidance, you know, just tearing stuff up and, you know. Right. Starting problems with other kids, you know. I don't know. Other dudes might have been deeper in it than I am. You know, it really depends on where you at and where you from.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And was your gang kind of territorial? Like it covered a certain ge- ge- geographical place, uh, a certain block or block. It's or
1: not really. I mean, it, it's something like that. But I mean, like when I would be in a city, you know, yeah. But when I go out to the county, because St. Louis is kind of interesting, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. like they, it's it's dudes who are kind of on gang stuff in in the county too, in the suburbs, Mm -hmm. you know. But not really, you know. Um, It was different times when we was growing up. Hmm. I don't think none of us was. (laughs) I wouldn't even almost like looking back at it now. I wouldn't even almost like say I don't even say anybody is really in the gang you know I mean it's just a, anybody can be a gang you know mm-hmm. all you just need is a group of dudes willing to stand together and basically kind of stick up for each other mm-hmm. you know and do dumb
0: stuff together nowadays <laughs> yeah you know you were mentioning well, you have a heart for kids um, what's the best thing for kids and like, I'm not referring to just what you're you're planning, but just kind of your the everyday person who, you know, he sees kids in the neighborhood, and a lot of times they're just, uh, you know, don't have a whole lot to do. They're just hanging around, playing with each other and stuff. And sometimes, um, like, I sometimes get into conversations with the kids in my neighborhood. And, and uh, anyway, do you have any thoughts about just what kids mainly uh, need um, yeah or just anything like that
1: I think kids need something to do okay Um, I mean they definitely need I mean um, first and foremost as a parent I'm going to say man kids need parents that are active in their lives you know because mm-hmm. um, whatever I'm trying to do it won't make a difference you know at the end of the day if they parents you know ain't willing to be even a, a part of their now lives or acknowledge their lives. Mm-hmm. But I think kids need something to do. You know, they need something kind of positive to, you know, to show that like, hey, you know, hard work, you know, um, dedication, you know, um, mm-hmm. just these things that, you know, we try to instill in them that there's a, you know, there's a purpose, there's a reason why you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you you do it you know as, as i look back on my life you know um it was my role models you know that i, I looked that i looked to
2: mm-hmm.
1: for to kind of make my way you know to make out what you know whatever type of person it was that i wanted thought i wanted to be you know mm-hmm. so we need role models we need you know um like a hobby you know kids need something more than a PlayStation in a, you know, in a right. TV.
0: Well, you know, like, like you have a relationship with God, so maybe we can turn the conversation toward God and just your thoughts about God. Um, like, when do you feel like you're experiencing God? Like, I guess in a sense, we're always experiencing God mm-hmm. because He's holding our lives and giving us the air we breathe and you know holding it all together and everything but like when do you feel close to god um yeah i guess that we'll just leave it there when, when, when do you, i feel close to god yeah um,
1: i mean obviously it comes and goes but i can't even say i trust my feelings mm-hmm. Is is what i'm learning in this season in my life now Because at times when I feel like I'm not close to God, I mean, those are the times when His hand is probably upon me at most because I don't Mm -hmm. know what's around me. Mm -hmm. So, how do you, um,
0: well, how would you describe God?
1: (laughs) How would I describe God? I mean, that's the great I am, you know, that's the, uh, you know, he said, what I mean <laughs> he said he was consuming fire. Yeah. I mean from the descriptions that I um that I see of him in the scriptures. I mean that's just all and complete and righteousness, like I can't even put you can't put God in a box. Yeah. You know, you can't. <laughs> that is the great I am, the Alpha and Omega. Yeah.
0: Right. You can't um you can't describe him in a sense of like really um grasping him, you know, he's beyond us. That, we're we're that, creatures and he's God. Yeah,
1: that is the sovereign creator. Like I can't, <laughs> yeah. I well, I'm blowing my mind even trying. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um yeah, so we can't grasp God in that way, but I th- you know, I think we can say true things about God Mm -hmm. Um, he you know, he we have it from Scripture you know, there's things that we we can say, well this is true about God or that's true about God maybe even through our experiences with God, you know, we learn things and we can say, you know, this is true from about God or Mm -hmm. and so forth. Like anything from your experience of um, you know walking with God or being in relation to God or anything that um, you've come to know about God in a, in a more fuller way or well, yeah.
1: I, as you were saying that the um, I can't remember the exact verse and chapter but it's in First John where he says that God is perfect love yeah that is, and what I mean, everything that I've been going through, that is what that I, I think I've been, I've learned the most, you know, what God has showed me. Um, I'm all, you know, I've always kind of just, in a way, I've always felt like I wanted to be a part of something, and I um, was, you know, I guess in a way, like wanted to be loved. Mm-hmm. God is the only one who could ever fulfill, who has ever been able to fill any of the gaps or holes that I felt in my life, you know. It would be after my divorce, you know what I mean, after, you know, me and my, my you know, my ex-wife, you know, my kid's mom split up, mm-hmm. you know. um, Daddy, you know, like not having my dad gr- as much as I wanted growing up, you know. Not being able to have my mom as much as I wanted growing up because she was working. God is what has filled all of those gaps, you know, where I feel like like I want somebody to love me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I go to the scriptures and I pray and I, you know, just worship him and just do his will. Mm-hmm. And that piece, that, that is, it, it's there. You know, it's something as simple as praying for somebody. Mm-hmm. Just scratches that itch, that 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 love. It's like oh, a
0: big God hug. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So, like, you're when you experience God's love, and it's kind of like just spiritually fi- um, f- fulfilling. Feeling, yeah, yeah, being fulfilled and mm-hmm. being at peace and feeling that. Satisfaction, I guess Yeah,
1: because it's like I guess when I'm loving people You know, I'm Feeling his love, you know So I guess, yeah, that's kind of what I'm like saying Like it is spiritually fulfilling I mean, it's just It's feeling in a way that I don't even be worried about Everything else that I'm worried through, you know Mm -hmm. You know Oh yeah, you know, the guy over there has got a beautiful girlfriend You know I just had a conversation with this sad, you know, lonely old lady in a wheelchair and just prayed with her. Hmm. And that just, like, I don't know, scratched, that just made my day, you know. That just scratched any itch that, Hmm. you know.
0: That's something how, um, like, doing something is connected to feeling blessed by God, you know. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't necessarily think that, but that seems how it is, an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, other things that could compete, like you said, you know, that other guy is a beautiful girlfriend or, or whatever, you know, it might be different for different people, you Mm -hmm. know, like a car position or whatever. So, um. I don't know are there things um that um anything that pulls at yeah or what anything that you know you have that you're tempted to worry about that um you have to um like turn to god for or you know that type of thing. money 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 okay. money always funny
2: <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> um i mean it's all kinds of stuff that i would be i be tempted i mean I, i'm i'm continuous I'll try to be continuous in prayer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main things that always seem to be just getting to me is is money. Mm-hmm. Um, not being able to, to see. Mm-hmm. I can't move and groove. You know, I can't move and groove like somebody who can't see. I can't. I mean, if I could see, I'd be out climbing telephone poles, you know, mm-hmm. making that, you know, good, dangerous, you know, you know that uh, dirty jobs money, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> right. But... You know I can't, so I'm kind of limited to what I can do. You know, yeah. And sometimes it's not enough. You know, like Social Security, government handouts, that stuff is not enough. Yeah.
0: Um. And then, so you're going to school, mm-hmm. and you're trying, and um, so, and yeah, you need money. Mm-hmm. Um. What are you? Um, but you're, but right now you don't have employment, right? no
1: i was I was working okay, and the funny thing was is um the job that I was working that I could do um I was working at a call center, yeah, and um, I wasn't really making much money doing it was like a little part time job, and I couldn't really work a certain amount of hours and mm-hmm. and um, so I needed my social security in order to actually be able to you know sustain my family, yeah, just to pull off twelve hundred dollars a month, yeah. And um, I lost my Social Security because I was working. Oh, wow. So, you know, I was working and really wasn't was kind of messed up. I was making more money on Social Security than I was working. Wow. So um, I said, hey, you know, I I really wanted to go to school. I didn't know how I was going to go to school. I didn't ask. See, when I I wanted to go to school, I didn't expect to also get handed a a wrestling scholarship. (laughs) So, you know, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to school and I got this scholarship. How am I going to go to school, you know, train, you know, wrestle Mm -hmm. um, and be a daddy Mm -hmm. and work?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Especially when I'm not really making a lot of money. Right. Well, let's quit this job. Let's get my social security back. Let's go to school,
2: mm-hmm. so
1: that way I can position myself to where, I, when it comes time for me to be able to work, I'm not gonna be worried about social security. Right. Yeah. So, what are you going to school for? Fitness management.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
1: right. And my minor is ministry and leadership.
0: Okay. Cool. So. Um. Do you have to do school from home, or?
1: Well, we we're doing kind of right now because of COVID. I can't right. get as many face-to-face classes that I was like. Yeah. But um, I got I got some I got some face-to-face classes, and I got a couple that's
0: online. Yeah. You know, you you mentioned worship a while back. How do you worship? What do you do when you want to worship? Mm-hmm. Um.
1: I guess I, t- I listen to music. Okay. You know, I guess that's the, I, the idea of what I guess people would think of worship as, is listening to music. Mm-hmm. And so um, I could kind of turn on, like, some old school gospel. Like, what I grew up hearing my grandma and my great grand my great-grandpa, you know, listening to,
2: Yeah,
1: you know, stuff like uh, Lee Williams, you know, and Ken Spirituals. And, and I, I like hymns, too, kind of. And I, I like some... Uh, modern modern worship too yeah. But basically I'll turn on Some Christian music Yeah And I'll sing it And Then it'll make me think About how God Has worked in my life And then before you know it I'm on my knees You know <laughs> Just kind of yeah. Thanking Him And praising Him Yeah For um, You know What He's Put me through
0: Yeah And what do you um, Say to unbelievers Like Um For example, you know, we this is an experience, it's not just head knowledge, Mm -hmm. figuring something out, Mm -hmm. like there's there's you know, reason, historical reasons for believing in Jesus, Mm -hmm. and there's like philosophical reasons to believe in the existence of God and stuff like that but when it comes down to it it seems like this is experiencing God, and it seems that some people have it and it it's a little bit, for me, hard to know just what to say to them. Not that they might, they might not even be asking mm-hmm. me, you know. But, um, you know, so I I associate, you know, I have friends, and yeah, they're it's yeah. all over the place, you know. It's about their different beliefs and so forth. But do you have any thoughts or experience when it comes to talking to people who are outside of the faith? They might not even have a belief in God, Um and just something that might help them to perhaps come to know in a personal way you know god
1: i i don't really have like a i guess a scripted response yeah um i mean at the end of the day kind of my viewpoint is um God's kind of the one. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. his, proof of Him is all over the place. You know, His existence testifies to the existence of God. Mm-hmm. But to actually experience h- Him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, as I think of Scripture, man, no one comes to the Father unless He draws Him. Mm-hmm. It was John six forty four. Yeah, and um, so there's nothing I could say otherwise my goal is to just hopefully hope that through my actions that they can at least see God in me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, maybe based off of me, you know, they like, dang, mm-hmm. Bam Bam, you know, cause a lot of people call me Bam Bam, <laughs> you know, yeah. Bam Bam is my nickname and it, you know, people, you know, Bam Bam, you know, you I can tell you kind of wild, man, but you, um, man, you you just got something that we don't got, what is that you know uh, that's the that's that's the question that I'm waiting for someday, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just hoping that my actions can reflect the glory of God, and maybe that be the way that they experience God hopefully through me and then in return, you know mm-hmm. I don't know, I can point them to some people who actually know what they're doing <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah. When it comes to the God, as he's described in the Bible, um, you know, he's described as a God of love, Mm -hmm. and then he's also described, um, you know, there's mention of wrath and Mm -hmm. anger sometimes. And um, I was just talking with um, my son uh, yesterday evening. um, We were kind of talking about some different Bible teachers on mm-hmm. online and about one you know doesn't really mention the wrath of God sometimes or you know and um, is there a problem with that and so forth I don't, so anyway I don't know it's just something that's on my mind but do you have any um, is this something you've pondered before or thought about like just the God being a God of love but then of, I mean the Wrath as well and,
1: I'm one of those Who I believe in Preaching the whole Council of God Okay So the same God That's in the Old Testament Is the same God That's in the New Testament mm-hmm. And I have pondered that Especially um, When I was uh, I Had Was going I, Anyway I became a minister mm-hmm. And um, There was one particular part of the bible that used to um really just stick with me and concern me and it was in james well, many should not aspire to be teachers for they'll be judged with a greater strictness hmm. um so remember that we do have a loving and a merciful god a god who was so merciful that he gave his son you know mm-hmm. to pay for something that we broke hmm. and um but at the end of the day that he he still puts stipulations on that love, you know like he can't contradict himself, you know he can't hey, you know if you eat it this tr- fruit, you'll surely die
2: mm-hmm.
1: but hey you know i I love you know i'm basically I'm gonna make a way to fix this, but I mean at the end of the day um you kind of in two camps, you know. It's either you you bow down or you you get down at the at the end of the day, you know. I I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to really say it, you know. Mm-hmm. Other than yeah, we got we we serve a loving and a and a merciful God, mm-hmm. but that loving and merciful God is also still a righteous and a holy God, mm-hmm. and um, he can have no part in sin. Mm-hmm. Now. Are we going to, you know, basically, I mean, it's a standard. are we going to, you know, take this gift that he gave us to to, wipe, to wash us white? Or, you know, are we going to be stuck in our own ways and
2: mm-hmm.
0: under this curse? Well, how would you put what was happening when Jesus died on the cross? Like, uh, how would you... Describe what was going on.
1: That was him fulfilling a promise. Okay. That 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 promise that he made back in the garden mm-hmm. to to Adam about um, oh man I don't know why it's just I'm running a blank right now <laughs> mm-hmm. but the but the promise that he made about you know he'll bruise the serpents you know he'll okay. right. Um, you know, he was fulfilling that. He he made a, you know he made a way, basically.
0: Um, okay, yeah, I remember what you're referring yes, to, yes. like um, the uh, seed of the Eve, seed. And mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, like um, th- the serpent will bruise his yeah. heel, but yeah. he'll, crush he'll, crush he'll crush the serpent's head. Crush right. the serpent's
1: head. Yes. Yeah. You know that was a promise, mm-hmm. and as I read the Bible. I see that promise I I see that promise Being reminded in Noah You know I see I see God In the Old Testament Preserving a line To Ultimately Fulfill that promise And he's been You know Revealing his promise He he revealed that same promise To to Abraham And Mm -hmm. And In return To Israel And And David And And all the way up into the New Testament Where he says I'm not You know where Jesus says I'm not come to abolish law I've come to fulfill it You know I've come to fulfill the obligations Of this promise that God has made mm-hmm. And that's what I see happening on the cross I see God Keeping his promise
0: Well Um Tell me about the project you were re- referring to, the thing you want to do. Is that like going to be after you completed your school?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I would okay. hope to, uh, you know, to get this degree. Okay. Um, So that way, you know, that's a lot of stuff that I'm learning, you know, mm-hmm. with this degree. I w- hopefully to get this degree, really, I want at least my black belt in either judo or jujitsu. Either way I want. Um, to be able to have that credentials um, from the martial arts community that I'm prepared to teach, you know, these these children or, or, or adults or who I mean I'm I'm open to teach anybody mm-hmm. who's willing to come but my heart is for the for the kids obviously but mm-hmm. but I want to um that that's when I'm plan on really. I'm I'm gonna lay the foundations. I'm laying the foundations now. But um once I get that black belt, then um then we're gonna see some little certified roughhouses, you know.
0: <laughs> well, we'll have to stay in touch because um like when you're uh I don't know, there might be people who want to join in in the work somehow and give support or something like that
1: i would really appreciate that i'm always looking for people to partner with you know you can't do you can't make a make a make
0: a you can't make a change on your own so um i guess now for people who wanted to i guess when i guess now they could maybe find you on your facebook page Mm -hmm. and um stay in touch with what's where you're at and what you're doing that way perhaps so that's uh, you want to give your Facebook yeah. name and
1: I'm Devon Bam Bam Smith but if you just get on Facebook and you just type in Bam Bam the Baptist okay <laughs> yeah I'm gonna you all pop right up
0: yeah okay well it's been good talking with you and just good to meet you know a brother and uh You know, who, um, brother in in Jesus. And, um, is there anything else before we wrap up? Anything else you want to bring up or anything, you know, before we just sign off?
1: And all I can say is, God is really good to anybody listening. Mm -hmm. Um, in His word, He said He's a strong tower, you know, Mm -hmm. He's a fortress. He's been referred to as a fortress many times. And, man, whenever we under attack, Whenever you just feel like the world's against you, just don't be afraid to run to that strong tower. All right.
0: Thanks, Devon. Thank you. If you use a podcast app like iTunes, please give a review of Conversations About Life.